First, though, to a major push for governments to tackle this scourge, which now entraps 50 million people around the world. This week, the New South Wales Anti-Slavery Commissioner James Cocaine will unveil a plan to combat human trafficking in his state. You'll hear more soon. But the Commonwealth Human Rights Commissioner Lorraine Finlay wants the federal government to introduce tough penalties for companies that use exploited labour in their supply chains. Uh, Lorraine, welcome. Uh, What are the basic numbers first? They're actually quite shocking because we had the Walk Free Global Slavery Index released and it takes a snapshot around the world of what the estimated numbers around modern slavery are and it showed that on any given day in 2021, it was estimated there were 50 million people around the world living in modern slavery. And in Australia, we can't say this isn't a problem that doesn't affect us because it was estimated that 41,000 people in Australia every day are affected by modern slavery. And if we look then beyond the numbers of people and look at the economic impact, it was further estimated that Australians are actually importing US $17.4 billion worth of products that are at risk of being produced with forced labour. So it really does show that this is a global problem, but it's a problem that Australia is directly contributing to and one that we really need to address. Yeah, they're very powerful figures, Lorraine. Where do we find these 41,000 people in Australia alone being exploited? What are they doing? How are they being exploited? Is it in farms? Is it in households? Well, it's a whole range of things. So modern slavery is a term that encompasses a whole range of exploitative behaviours. So it's everything from forced labour, debt bondage, sexual servitude, forced marriage... And unfortunately, we do see examples of all of those in Australia as well as around the world. You have considerable international experience working in this area. Can you take a stab at explaining how in just five years the number of people around the world suffering modern slavery has gone from 40 million to 50 million? It's absolutely shocking, isn't it? And what's even worse is to realise that across that time, there's been considerable effort around the world and in countries like Australia to pass laws, run programs, to really try and find solutions to this problem. So unfortunately, I don't think we're doing enough and what we're doing isn't working quickly enough. And I guess one of the factors which has clearly happened in the past few years and that undoubtedly has had a huge impact is the COVID-19 pandemic. And the fact that those deteriorating economic conditions around the world, both due to COVID and also other events, have really tipped a huge number of people around the world into positions of vulnerability. Yeah, we have been patting ourselves on the back for the past five years because we do have Commonwealth modern slavery legislation But you seem to be, well, not opposed to it. In fact, you're very in favour of it, but you're a little bit of a sceptic as to what it's achieving. Why? Why the scepticism, Lorraine? Well, I'm certainly not opposed to it. And I think it was absolutely critical that Australia passed these laws when we did. And we're world leaders in this regard. We were the second country in the world to pass national modern slavery laws. And in fact, we were the first country in the world to introduce a public online repository for modern slavery statement. But look, for example, to the recent statutory review into Australia's Modern Slavery Act that was conducted and led by Professor John McMillan. He actually found that a view widely expressed during that review was that there's not yet any clear story 
that the Modern Slavery Act has successfully combated any of the drivers of modern slavery. So I would say the Act is an incredibly important piece of the puzzle, but there's more that we need to do if we're actually going to stop slavery from occurring. You at the Human Rights Commission contributed to Professor John McMillan's review. Did I read where he said that this Act had not caused any meaningful improvement for people in Australia who are enduring modern slavery? Well, certainly the evidence that came through the review was that it's not done nearly enough and that the actual impact on the ground, well, the evidence isn't really clear. And part of that is there are a number of weaknesses in the Act in terms of what it actually requires. So the Act itself could be strengthened and both the submission made by the Human Rights Commission and indeed the final recommendations made by Professor McMillan in his report have put forward a number of recommendations that are now being considered by government to strengthen the Act. But the other important thing to remember is the Modern Slavery Act looks at business responses to modern slavery. And we also need to think about, for example, our criminal responses to offences around, for example, human trafficking and slavery. And the Modern Slavery Act itself is, again, only one part of the response. I'm looking at Professor Macmillan's report now, Lorraine. Am I reading this correctly, that there are basically no substantive penalties for businesses that use modern slavery? Well, there are no substantive penalties for businesses that fail to meet the reporting requirements under the Act. And that's what the Act is. It's a reporting mechanism, effectively, that requires businesses to report on their supply chains and on the measures that they're taking under their supply chains to identify modern slavery risks. And that's one of the recommendations that Professor McMillan has made in his report, that there should actually be penalties for non-compliance introduced into the Modern Slavery Act, and in fact, that it should go one step further and require businesses not only to report on what they're doing, but to actually have a due diligence system in place that means they have to take proactive steps to try and eradicate modern slavery from their supply chains. I've read that there are concerns that um, with the production of solar panels, which are very important in transforming the economy. Um, but I, I read where there are some concerns about human exploitation. What do you understand to be the case there, Lorraine? It is one of the tricky things when it comes to human rights that oftentimes we have to think about how different rights may conflict with each other or how behaviours or activities in one area may impact on another. And this is one example where there have been significant concerns raised in relation to the production of products, for example, from the Xinjiang province, where there are claims of forced labour and where supply chains are highly vulnerable to modern slavery. When companies are trying to do the right thing in terms of renewables and climate change, which is incredibly important, they also need to make sure that they're not creating another problem in terms of encouraging modern slavery or contributing to modern slavery. So it really is about recognising that you know human right issues don't exist in silos, that we actually need to think about intersections between different issues and how our actions on the one hand may actually come with good intentions but may exacerbate problems on the other. I know you're the Human Rights Commissioner and you're not running the Reserve Bank or the Treasury, but I mean, would we be better able to monitor the working conditions of people if things like uh, these solar panels were produced in Australia? 
I'm certainly not running the economy, but it <laughs> no. won't surprise you to hear the Human Rights Commissioner say that I think human rights should be part of all of the conversations we have in terms of our economy, the products we produce, the products we source, and just every aspect of our day-to-day lives. Now, at the end of the day, the economy doesn't exist for its own sake. It actually exists to better our lives. And so human rights are a core part of that. Just finally, Lorraine, the Human Rights Commission has also made another very important submission, this time to the UN Special Rapporteur on Modern Slavery. It deals with the way technology is contributing to modern slavery and human trafficking. What are your concerns? Well, in terms of technology and modern slavery, we really need to be aware of the different ways that technologies can be used to exacerbate vulnerabilities, contribute to modern slavery and put people in positions where they can be easily exploited. And whether that's through, for example, labour force exploitation through cyber scams, which we're seeing in some parts of our region, or whether that be through the absolute proliferation of child online exploitation around the world, technology is being used to drive modern slavery to create new victims and to actually give perpetrators a new way of committing the crimes that they commit. And it's something we really need to think about, both in terms of what we can do to respond, but also to think about how we can actually use technology to strengthen human rights and to combat modern slavery. So the submission that we put into the UN Special Rapporteur was all about how do we use technology to stop modern slavery? but also how do we make sure technology doesn't further contribute to it. And I was really pleased to see the US Trafficking in Persons report, which is a report done by the US State Department that was just released a few days ago, highlighted the role of technology as being a really significant issue that we need to think about in terms of modern slavery and helping to combat modern slavery into the future. I mean, how much did the pandemic, by the way, and the resort to everything being online contribute to this sexual exploitation of of women and, and children? Again, and the important thing to realise is people tend to have this idea that when things happen online, they're not happening in real life. We're talking about real victims here. And it it is absolutely repulsive and something we should be working incredibly hard to combat. And there were two things that really happened during the pandemic. The first was the shift to so many things online, which was significant. But the second is the deteriorating economic circumstances that so many people found themselves in, which increased vulnerability. And we know that when people are vulnerable, either economically or socially in terms of social isolation, they're more likely to become victims of trafficking and they're more likely to be in a position where they can be exploited. Yeah, really important to speak with you. Lorraine Finlay, Federal Human Rights Commissioner and a very strong advocate in this area of combating modern slavery. Thanks for joining us on the Religion and Ethics Report, Lorraine. Thank you so much for having me and it's really fantastic to be able to talk about what is such an important issue. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.